Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today. Welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. This is a show all about implanting hope in our hearts. I'm Bill Snyder, joined by my friend Ann DeSantis. We're glad you're here for our uplifting conversation about faith and how it sustains our hearts through all the seasons of life. Thanks for walking with us. And good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Sowing Hope Podcast. I am Bill Snyder. This is Sowing Hope, and uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, no matter where you're listening from, it's a pleasure to have you joining us uh, on Facebook, YouTube, and of course, Podbean. So thank you all for being here, and uh, as always, i got to bring in my uh, wonderful co-host, Andy Santis. Uh, welcome in, Anne, and thank you so much for being here with us this morning. Hey, thank you, Bill. And, and good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you're listening to this. Hope all's well with everyone. That's right. Good that's to be right. here. Yes, it is. It is good to be here. Uh, so we have a wonderful guest. Why don't you tell us about him today, Anne? Yes, his name is John Paul Kasparovich. He is from Pennsylvania. He is a husband, a dad, and a Catholic lay evangelist. And we're in for a treat because he is also a singer and songwriter, and he will be giving us a couple of his songs on this podcast. So uh, welcome, John Paul. How are you this morning? Good. Good morning, Ann. How are you? I'm doing great. Um, Bill, how's it going? Uh, things are good. It's a beautiful morning out. It's a little hot, but you know, it's the way it goes. It's almost summer. So That's right. That's right. So, hey, hey, what? maybe you can just tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your journey. Um, I know it's so interesting that initially you weren't this person who was um, you know, completely immersed in your Catholic faith. I know that that was something that, you know, the Holy Spirit brought you to and, and a deeper uh, conversion of heart. So we'd love to hear that story. Yeah, sure. Um, basically, I, I live in Pennsylvania and I grew up in, uh, well, I was born in Trenton, New Jersey, and then we moved to Pennsylvania during my high school years. And I wasn't really brought up in, in, in the church per se. I mean, I was, I was baptized probably when I was about four years old, I think. And that was only, I think, because my grandparents wanted me to get baptized. Um, so we didn't really practice our faith that much. But um, as I got through high school and stuff like that, I, I was a musician and stuff. I wound up getting in like a heavy metal band, that sort of thing. I was kind of rocking out and stuff. And then, um, you know, after a while, you know, when I was in my about my junior year, for whatever reason, I don't even know why I started reading the Bible and uh, started to really learn some things. And it wasn't one of those like quick, you know, conversions really fast. You know, it was really I started reading it and then you know, thought about it and then life went on. And then it wasn't until I was about maybe 19 that I uh, really decided to dive in and, and give my life to Christ. And, um, and that led a whole nother journey. Like I've been, I've visited every kind of church, really major denomination you can think of. Um, I would actually sometimes go to church twice on a Sunday just to kind of, I just liked visiting. I wanted to find out, you know, I, I read what was in the Bible. I'd read the gospels, read about Jesus, 
And I always had this question, you know, like, why are there so many different churches? Why are there so many different people saying so many different things? And, and I, I just kept thinking, like, somebody's got to have got to have it all. Somebody's got to have the, the truth. Right. So I would visit all kinds of churches. And then I was uh, actually walking through the mall one day and I uh, was handing out flyers for my heavy metal band because we had a concert coming up. And uh, to make a long story short, I was giving out these flyers and there was this really pretty girl in the mall. And uh, so I gave her a flyer and uh, she wound up calling the number on the flyer, which happened to be my number. And uh, we started talking and stuff like that. And um, her name was Kate and, and it all worked out. We started dating and, uh, you know, eventually I found out through through dating her, maybe about one or two years into the relationship, she had kind of expressed to me that her and her parents go to mass every Sunday and she'd asked me if I would go to mass with her. Now, um, I said yes, um, but for one reason and one reason only, and that was because she was really pretty. That was it. Like, that's the only thing I was interested <laughs> in. I didn't really think I was a jerk. So, you know, so I went to mass, you know, and what bonus was that her parents always took us out to breakfast. So, you know, it was also a free meal, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you know, a single guy, you know, living on his own, you know, you got to take what you can get. That's good. <laughs> so, uh, but anyway, you know, we had been dating for a couple of years, right? So I went to mass with her and I'll just be honest with you. Like, I mean, to me, uh, the parish went to was beautiful parish, beautiful priest. Um, but I just, it really wasn't, um, I wasn't getting what was going on. Let's just put it that way. Like I was very in a very judgmental state of mind uh, because I had visited so many different churches and a lot of the churches that I had visited, you know, the one thing they would always stress was like, you know, just stay away from the, the Catholics, <laughs> you know? And so like, I had a lot of, a lot of judgment on my heart and, uh, but I kept going. Uh, I didn't really um, receive the Eucharist or anything like that because I didn't really uh, know anything about it. You know, one of the interesting things that happened to me was that I started, you know, you know, we always pray the creed and I see a creed. Now what I noticed is a lot of the major denominations that I would visit, well, they would say the creed too. And I didn't really get it because they would say, we believe in one Holy Catholic and apostolic church. And I would just in the back of my mind all the time, I'd be saying, well, why aren't you Catholic then? Yeah. You know? And so when we got, but I didn't want to say something I didn't mean. So actually when I went to mass with my uh, future wife, Kate, um, I would get to that part of the creed and I actually wouldn't say it because I didn't want to be a hypocrite. I didn't want to say something I didn't believe or didn't quite completely understand. So anyway, long story short, uh, because it'll be a long story. I'll talk the whole hour on this for one Sunday, <laughs> but whatever. Anyway. So one day I was walking into a Catholic church and, um, I was not with my wife, uh, my my wife, Kate, she wasn't my wife at the time, but whatever. And there was a priest walking out. He was a young priest. And now you have to picture this. I had super long hair, longer hair than most women. Um, I had jeans, ripped up jeans, leather jacket. I've had some chains hanging from my jacket, stuff like that. I walk <laughs> into this church. This priest is walking out. He comes right up to me, which is not something I was used to in the Catholic church. Because usually if I walked into church, people kind of just looked and then went the other way. So uh, he came right up to me and he introduced himself and said, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, I'm fine. He goes, do you go to church here? And I said, no. He said, are you Catholic? And I just, I actually laughed at him and I said, no. Um, and he said, why not? So it was really the same question that I had been asked in the back of my mind about all these other churches that say the creed. You know, if you're saying it, why aren't you Catholic? And so he asked me the same question, but I figured if he's going to ask me, you know what, I'm just going to tell him why. And so I had this laundry list of stuff that I, of my pre, um, 
my misconceptions mm. of, of the Catholic church. And I just unloaded on him and he listened. And when he was done or when I was done, he simply said this to me. He said, son, you have a lot in your head, but you might want to learn what you're talking about before you open your mouth. That was his response. Like mm. there was no like big theological grandness to it. It was just very simply. And, but the, the fact of the matter, he was right. It's like, I had learned about all these other churches, but even as I was going to mass with my girlfriend, um, I didn't really learn what it was about. Like I didn't know what was going on. So I actually went through RCIA simply to learn not to become Catholic. I wanted to learn, but then by the end of that, I want to become a Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a, you know, an amazing story. Yeah. So that's, that's it in a nutshell, you know, but God is good because he, he really does, um, you know, the Catholic church is the fullness of the church truth. And that's what I was looking for. I was looking for, um, who had it all, who had the whole truth. Yeah. And I really believe now with all my heart and all my soul, that the, the, the whole truth, the fullness of the truth is in the Catholic church. So what a gift. Hey, can you tell us? So when was it, what year was it that you became a Catholic? Uh, 1997. I was 26 years old. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. awesome. It, it's it really an amazing, is. amazing thing. But for me, I'm an all-in type of guy. So right after I got confirmed, that's believe it or not, that's when I jumped into ministry. I had no background whatsoever. No, but I knew what I learned. I knew so many people who had the same misconceptions the same misguided knowledge that I had at that particular time. And I knew they needed to hear it. They needed to find out the truth, you know? So I just kind of dove headlong into whatever I could do at the time, talking to whoever I could talk to. And uh, whether it was through youth ministry, men's ministry, whatever it was, I just dove in and then I never looked back. So, well, and that's beautiful. You know, that we, I, I wish more Catholics would think like you, too. You know, I mean, like, okay, I'm going to get confirmed, and then I'm just going to jump out into the boat and start doing active ministry. Um, because, you know, there's so many people that, you know, I mean, I, I was a youth minister for, gosh, I don't know, 15 years out here or so uh, at, at all these different parishes. I, I think I worked for five different parishes at one point. Um, and, and I'll tell you, like, okay, we— the confirmation age is at 16. I know you were confirmed a little bit later in life, but, but man, I wish kids had that same, like, okay, you know what? I'm all in. Like, I'm going to make that decision. This, I'm going to own this. I'm going to own this faith and I am going to, you know, go help other people. And it doesn't have to be some grandiose, like, okay, I need like, you know, four theology degrees and I have to figure, no, just go out there and tell your story and start. And you know what? If the Holy Spirit moves you to get four theology degrees, great. But, you know, just, just uh, your story is so inspirational. I hope people out there are listening like, okay, you know what? I'm a confirmed Catholic. I know what the heck um, I believe in my heart. I got some great stories I can tell, and maybe I should just hop into ministry. Because, uh, you know, if you're out there listening to this and you're thinking, man, um, you know, this is uh, this is the way to go, um, you know, what a, what a great story. What a great witness. You know, and uh, I always say stories sell, and that's a great story. So thanks for sharing it with us. Yeah, praise God. You know, Bill, the thing is, is like what I what I always start out talks with, is, especially when I'm talking to adults, is I let them know number one that um, you know I'm not here to judge them, but I also let them know that I'm a very straightforward guy. You know, I, I like to tell it as it is, but on top of that, the the bottom line is this: I have no 
there's no reason why I should be doing this according to the world standards, right? Mm. So, you know, I, I, I'm actually a high school graduate. I've never gone to college. Um, I don't have a degree. I don't have a, a theological degree. I, I'm not ordained. And I, I really tell people, like, the only reason that God allows me to do this is because I love God and I'm not afraid to say it. And, that, and that's the bottom line. Like, people, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, Amen. just like you said, share your story. Share your story. If you love the Lord, let people know. That's that's it. And then God will guide you in what to say, when to say, and how to say it. You know, God, if we allow him to uh, lead us, really, it's not that it's not that scary. You know, uh, I, I love that. And and you made a good point. You you don't have to be sort of uh, an Albert Einstein of the Catholic Church or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Sure. You don't have to be this uh, theologian or have all these degrees, uh, doctorates. Uh, because one thing that God has given you, John Paul, is that questioning heart. And that's actually a gift, I think, that you you had enough in, in you that you said, you know what, I need to know the truth. Right. And you went about and did whatever you could to find that out. And, you know, that's not something that everybody has. Even some of the smartest people in the world don't have that yeah. uh, inside of them. So I think that's a real gift that God has given you, that you had that sort of that big question mark in your mind that you wanted to know the real truth and it did had, you know, lead you straight toward the Catholic church. So how amazing is that? I mean, now, the, the the phrase straight to might be a little stretch. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It wasn't straight to, right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Traveled a little bit of a maze, but then you got there. <laughs> um, I wanted to invite our listeners also to your two websites. So if they have their uh, phone or laptops there, uh, you want to check out uh, John Paul Kasparovich. Two websites. One is single-hearted.com. Single-hearted.com. The next one is Big Heart Harvest. So, John Paul, can you please tell us about those two websites and what you do on each of those? Sure, sure. With the, what your work is. Yeah, the Single Hearted is, is the retreat and music ministry. Um, and that started really, like I said, once I got confirmed Catholic. And, um, you know, I'm blessed. Actually, you know, I started out uh, like Bill, like you said, you were a youth minister. I started out in youth ministry. I started out as a volunteer and then all kinds of things. And then I want to become in the youth minister of the parish that I volunteered at. And then, but all along that time, I had uh, been working in different retreats and stuff with different people, learning and stuff. I got involved with a group of people who do a lot of what's called Antioch retreats. I don't know if you guys are yeah. familiar with those, but they're fabulous. Fabulous retreat. You know, I mean, it's not the only thing out there, but it's just great. I met so many amazing people through that. Uh, people who are still in ministry today because their youth minister in the 1970s led them to Christ. You know, so like it's great, crazy stuff. So that that single hearted is, a, is there's a lot of stuff on there. There's music, there's Bible studies. There's actually a television program I did for um, Shalom World TV. Um and there's all kinds of stuff on there, but that's what that's about. Um, the Big Heart Harvest is a totally separate ministry. And what that is, is we actually are, we're small farmers. And so we grow food and we raise chickens and we take the eggs and the produce that we grow and we provide that free of charge to rescue missions and soup kitchens and, and sometimes individuals when that uh, opportunity arises. So 
Um, that's what those two things are about. I like to look at it as a very balanced approach to life and ministry for myself, where you know, you know, one side is is trying to minister to a person's soul and a person's spirit and lead them to Christ that way, and then the other side is trying to make sure that we honor what it says in in the in the scriptures, where it says if you see somebody who's hungry and you just say, "Oh, I hope you do well," and I'll pray for you, and you go on your way, and you don't give them anything to eat, then what good is that? You know, so. Uh, we try to make sure we're honoring that yeah. too by by doing that. Now, I don't have a lot of money being in full time ministry. Um, it's not a lucrative business, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, all I have is my labor. That's what I have. And and the way I look at it is, if if I can dig in the dirt and I can plant some seeds and provide some food for someone by doing that, then then that's what I can do. Um, I'm not afraid to work. I'm a laborer by trade. Um, I love being a laborer. I like working in the dirt. And, uh, you know, so those are the two ministries, but, um, if people want to check those out, they're more than welcome to do that. Uh, again, big heart harvest, there's all kinds of pictures of our farm on there and stuff like that. Animals stuff. We, you know, we have, we have Facebook pages for both of them. You know, we try to, the other part of it is that we actually try to do a little bit of ministry through big heart harvest spiritually as well. So, uh, we, we try to encourage people not just by giving them food, but teaching them how to grow food as well. Mm. And, uh, oh, that's them- so important. Yeah, it is because I think if a family realizes that they can actually provide a little bit for their family, like if, if you're struggling and you learn that you can actually go out and grow some tomatoes or peppers or potatoes or whatever and provide even just that little bit, there's such a sense of accomplishment and empowerment that comes with that. Um, and it just lifts people's spirits up too when they're down and, and they're struggling. So, so that's kind of what that's all about. Yeah, that's beautiful. That's, you know, it's always about, you know, uh, teaching too, right? It's about, there, there, there's an aspect of teaching, um, you know, that is that is both um, spiritual, but then there's also the aspect of teaching that is, you know, temporal, and that, and that you know, God provides for our temporal needs. As, as you said, you know, God always kind of provides in, in those situations when, um, you know, we, we, we might be down or he might be, you know, we might be out, we can rely on him. And, and sometimes that's relying on people that help us teach, um, teach us the skills necessary to, to move forward in life, you know? So that's, so that's awesome, um, that, that you, um, have, uh, you know, really dedicated yourself to, to, uh, you know, teaching and inspiring people on both, on both ends of the spectrum, you know, the temporal and the spiritual, because, man, you know, if you got both of those, you've, you've, you've uh, got a good life ahead of you, so, so that's awesome. I agree. It's the corporal and spiritual works of mercy, and uh, one of the things that I think I've learned in my own faith is that sometimes the, those answer to prayer when we pray is is not always that the outward circumstances change, but that we do. I think it's more that than anything. And it seems to me, John Paul, that that's exactly what in your life, what I see is that God has come so deeply into your heart through the spirit that you have done just that. You have uh, your your whole life is devoted to God's will and also helping those in need. So I just think it's amazing and uh so, so grateful that you're on this show because that's what Sowing Hope is all about. Bill and I say it all the time that it is uh, sowing hope into broken hearts. And um, as much as we can do that in this world, I think is, is the most important thing. So um, moving on, I thought uh, looking at our clock here, <laughs> I know, <right>? I know <laughs> we're going to do some music. 
Sure. So uh, how about you tell us about your first tune and then we'll listen. Yeah, sure. This this song is, uh, you know, it's a, I, I'm a big person who believes in intercession. I'm, you know, we got to be praying for each other and praying for people. Um, like, for instance, I said I'm a laborer, but the way I look at it is, you know, when I'm laboring, it's 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 also a prayer for people who who are down and out, who are destitute, who who need a uh, a help helping hand at some point. And um, you know, so that's kind of what this song is about. It's called "Without Your Love," and um, it's really praying for different types of people. But you'll you'll understand that as uh, as the song goes on. So so here we go. the world today everything's a tragedy as our culture cries out for unfolding pageantry I find it hard to sleep at night toss and turn in dreams I fight so many questions so little answers I can't save them on my own. I can't put out these fires, burning out of control. Without your love, so I'll sing it all alone, and I'll sing it with the choir. Sing a song about your love that saved my soul. Think about the selfish plans Starts out without a wedding band And the child cries out I'm not worth it I think about the homeless man On the streets of the promised land And the warrior who cries out I can't take this nightmare I can't save them on my own. I can't put out these fires, burning out of control. Without your love, so I'll sing it all alone. And I'll sing it with the choir. Sing the song about your love that saved my soul. Oh, I just don't want to live without your love, without your love. Oh, Lord, our world can't survive without your love, without your love. I can't save them on my own. I can't put out these fires burning out of control without your love. So I'll sing it all alone. And I'll sing it with the choir. Sing the song about your love that saved my soul. Hey, that was Amen. wonderful. 
I love the lyrics. Tell us about how those lyrics came to you. Uh, yeah, um, the only way lyrics come to me is actually in adoration. Um, I, I love being in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And um, the way I work is I, I'll sit outside. Like if I go by myself, now sometimes I sing in front of uh, Jesus because that's what the event is all about. But sometimes, like if I go to adoration by myself, I'll leave my guitar outside. And then I'll go and I'll pray. And, you know, if I feel that the Lord's calling me to bring it in, then I bring it in. And then, you know, I'll maybe sing a couple songs. But then if I get a new song um, and I get inspired with a new song, it's a great thing. And then if I remember that new song two weeks later, then I know it's a good song. So um, that song, though, in particular, I don't really remember when and what the I just was sitting in front of the Blessed Sacrament. And um, and I, I, you know, I just had a heart for praying for people and you know, think about. Uh, you know, the people that I'm praying for in this song, especially the, the, the first verse is really about what I went through. It was the questioning. It was the, the wondering. You got so many questions, like, where are these answers going to come from? But there are so many people in our world like that who, who, for whatever reason, have so many questions. And I think, Anne, you said this before, was that sometimes, you know, they want to know the truth and sometimes they don't like, you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, but then the second part's a little more obvious, you know, I'm, I'm praying for, uh, crisis pregnancy situations. I'm praying for the unborn, you know, um, those children who, who don't get a chance to breathe, get, get a chance at life. And then, you know, I'm praying for homeless in that verse. But then also, I, I really have a heart to uh, for veterans, especially those who are struggling, you know, like who have experienced war. And, you know, they're living with these memories. And uh, maybe they haven't found peace through Christ yet. I don't know. Maybe they haven't uh, reached out to Jesus and they're struggling. And, you know, they're just I, I can't imagine what that's like. I really don't. I, I, I used to speak to my grandfather about it because he was in World War II in Korea. And uh, he would just tell us stories. And yet I could see it in his eyes, you know, um, not regret, but just pain, mm. you know, mm. pain and, and of what he saw, what he experienced and that sort of thing. So, you know, so that's what that's all about. Uh, you know, it's beautiful and it's very timely. Wouldn't you say? I mean, when you say it this is, is a very timely, timely song, uh, because there's so much. Uh, brokenness in our world right now and um, you know what we're seeing with all these protests going on and 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 everything is such a timely song uh, you know talk about those who who maybe have been you know dealt a a hand that just isn't the same as everybody everybody else's uh, or or you know um, I guess we're all dealt different hands but but I guess I'm trying to say some hands are a little different, uh, different, difficult, more difficult to play than others, um, and so, and so I guess um, you know, you've you've really touched on that, and you know, spoken to a lot of uh, you know, spoken to a lot of hearts. I'm sure today, listening listening to this. I agree. I'm glad you brought up veterans too. That's a topic that we haven't really gotten into yet on this on this podcast. So uh, thank you also for touching on that topic because. Uh, you know, all the things that affect life, family life and faith and and those who are serving our country, I think it's just so important for us to uh, make recognition for that. As Bill said, it is quite timely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Praise God. I've been really blessed. Uh, Recently, I I got to enter that song into this national contest and uh, praise God, the contest is still going on, but that round is over. And that song actually came in, uh, you know, I'm giving all glory to God here, but it came in second place out of 50 people. So amazing. Yeah. So praise God, you know, like I I know that 
you know, God inspired the song. So hopefully it's going to touch people's hearts and, and, and bless them in that respect. So, so it's a good thing. Can you tell us for people who are listening, how can they vote? Because maybe it's not too late for them, depending on when they're listening to this podcast. Yeah, actually, you know, it's, it's interesting. Um, the next round, uh, actually the songs are submitted. I submitted another song, which I'll share with you before we leave, hopefully. Um, but the voting and those songs go out this Saturday, June 13th and people can vote and it only costs a dollar to vote. And the cool thing about it is it's, it's, it's uh, through uh, what's called you God's music and you can find it out on you God's or maybe org, one or the other, but they also have a Facebook page. And uh, what they do is they try to get up and coming artists and stuff like that, give them a platform. But this contest the anybody who votes the money that you put in for voting towards whatever artist song goes towards uh, that artist charity. So, so really people can do a double by voting for us, but then money also goes towards our, our farming ministry, which goes to help the poor. So, you know, it's, it's kind of a blessing in, in that respect. And I think there's a percentage of how much goes to each one. And then the final round, which will be um, if I'm in the top five, 80% of that goes towards the, the ministry, which is good. So, you know, it's, it's a blessing. They're doing a great thing there. And I, I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, well, definitely uh, give us a website for how people do do that again, how they how they go on and, uh, you know. Yeah, they can go to yougodsmusic.com. So it's Y-O-U-G-O-D-S-M-U-S-I-C. Did I spell that right? Yeah, dot com. <laughs> so, okay, so you as in you, me and you, right? You, exactly. God, music. God. Yeah, with an S, God's with an God's S. God's music. Dot com, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. I didn't make it up, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm glad we said it again because, you know, people yeah. who are sitting there maybe with their phone or their piece of paper. <laughs> you know, I, would people too, got... I would encourage people too because there's a lot of great artists on there, a lot of to support these young people. I, I'm kind of old at this, you know, like what these young people who are jumping into this, trying to praise God with their glory, with their gifts, you know, mm-hmm. is, is an awesome thing. So even just to check them out and listen to them and encourage them, you know, it's a great thing. Yeah, it really is. Hey, so how about you give us that second song and also please tell us about it would be good. Yeah, sure. This song is called I Am Your God. And um, it's it's pretty self-explanatory if you listen to it. But I always tell people that the best way to listen to this song is to sit back, close your eyes and just imagine the Lord uh, singing it to them. Um, because that's how the song came to me is just in prayer and just God encouraging me. Listen, I'm right here. Follow me, trust in my ways, and I'm going to be with you no matter what. So so that's really what this is all about. But it's called I Am Your God. Come to me and trust in my ways, for I am your God. Come to me and trust in my ways, for I am your God. In the world before you were born, I knew you. From the beginning and as you grew, I 
just a handful of dust and the breath of life I Made in my image of paradise, I forge you. Come to me and trust in my ways, for I am your God. Come to me and trust in my ways. I will be with you all of my days, for I am your God. To instill in you all of my ways, for I am definitely beautiful thank you so much so, oh i love that one yeah i was I, really into that <laughs> as you say that. close your eyes and kind of imagine yeah yeah god is good i think i think the lord gave me the same verse twice pretty much because i wasn't listening the first time now, i didn't really believe that like a lot of times we hear the phrase you know hey god loves you jesus loves you but do we really take it in and do we really believe it like it's one thing to believe in jesus and say i believe that god exists i believe that jesus is god all that stuff. I believe I I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. Yeah. But do we really grasp what that means? Like how loved and how valuable you are, you know? I mean, so I think for me, when I got the first verse, I think God was saying, no, you're not listening. So you need to sing it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know, that's Did that so come beautiful. to you in adoration too? Oh, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Now, what a good reminder for all of us too uh, as you just challenged everybody you know just internalize god's love for you 
mm. internalize God's love for you personally. And, you know, I mean, I, I think oftentimes we think of an impersonal God out, out there in our, in our society. You know, I mean, there's so much uh, God bless you going around. You know, I mean, we say it every time we sneeze. Uh, <laughs> you know, that it's like, okay, well, yes. uh, yeah, God bless you. All right, yeah, yeah, good, you know, good for you. Go. But no, really, God loves you. God wants to uh, be in your heart. And so what a great reminder. Right. Hey, hey, Bill, as we're on this podcast and you're mentioning God's love, I know that you have a program that you're working on that the listeners might want to hear about. Uh, it's called Discover Your Mission. Maybe you could just tell them about that too, because it all goes together. Yeah, you know what? It, it really all goes does, together. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, so, so we've put together with Fiat Ministry Network um, a subscription platform um, that is called Discover Your Mission. And basically what this is is we have different Catholic speakers on uh, each and every month, and they, they give a parish mission style, but, it's, we, but we personalize it um, by creating a video series for you. So it's basically like you get this Catholic speaker, this author, uh, this evangelist right in, on your cell phone, right on your computer screen, even your TV if you've got one of those smart TVs. And uh, it is amazing because you can be inspired by this person delivering a personal mission to uplift you in your faith. It, it's not so much of a catechetical thing, but it's kind of like what we're talking about today as you know, internalizing God's love in your heart, coming to know God's in God's love in your heart, um, and and of course it has some you know teaching aspects to it because I think we all have to learn and grow with God. But but it's but it's more inspirational. It's along the lines of the parish mission model, but we personalized it for you. So it to help you really discover your mission. That's <laughs> it's kind of the title, right? Discover your mission in life um, to to empower you to live a life of uh, faith. And so uh, if you. Simply go over to patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry. You're going to find the Discover Your Mission tier uh, right there, and you're going to get uh, that uh, at least every month, three videos, uh, three half-hour-length videos every month from a new Catholic speaker. Uh, but on top of that, you're going to get um, an amazing series uh, by John Curry Sr., which is a 39-part um, uh, series on the... Catholic Catechism, the Catechism of the Catholic Church. He goes and does an entire uh, explanation of that, which is amazing. You can't get that anywhere else. And then, of course, Anne does a special segment on there each and every week uh, with her guest from uh, the uh, Journeys in Faith program, which is her TV program on Fiat Ministry Network. So we're all kind of working together uh, to, to, to bring the gospel uh, out, to, out to people, to inspire people during this time of, 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 of COVID-19 and beyond. Um, so, you know, this, this program was kind of built out of, out of that and, and the need of that, but we know that it's going to last a lot longer than that. So, um, we, we really appreciate you guys going over and checking that out. But of course I want to, you know, uh, thank, thank John Paul for all his, um, amazing, uh, music and work too. Cause you know, you're out there, you know, doing the exact same thing, John Paul, you're out there, uh, speaking and, and helping people, um, you know, growing food for, for uh for people so i mean you're i i want people to discover your mission too and and go to your websites and and um and, and really connect with you because you're inspiring people through music and and labor and just you're doing a great work so thank you so much for being here today too uh praise god thanks for having me bill i appreciate it oh yeah yeah uh, 
I'm glad that, uh, Bill, you also had an opportunity to tell people about that. I just thought it was kind of that um, golden opportunity because we're talking about uh, God's love. And I thought, hey, it all ties in. You know, this all ties in together because of that personal mission. So uh, I wondered, uh, John Paul, hey, tell us about your family. We'd love to hear about your family. Uh, yeah, so my wife's name is Kate. We've been married for almost 23 years, praise God. We actually dated for seven years before we got married. So, so we've been together a long time. And um, we have two children. I have a 19-year-old daughter named Victoria and a 17-year-old son named Jacob. So, um, you know, we're in those years where they're, you know, ready to fly. <laughs> you know? oh. And uh, it, it's cool, though, because you get to see your children grow and and I'm not saying it doesn't have its challenges and, you know, we're not a perfect family. I was joking people uh, because people sometimes look at us and say, oh, you know, you guys got it all together. We don't have it all together. Like I used to tell people, <laughs> you know, praying a family rosary is tough for us, especially when our kids were little. You know, it was like something like Hail Mary, full of me. We stop hitting your brother. Right. You know, so like <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. But I, you know, we're blessed, though, because our children are both still home. And uh, we're we're not um, we're not in a rush to get rid of them. (laughs) (laughs) I love the realness because I think more people need to to see that we're in a society where, especially I think even in our educational system, and even as young as preschool age, there's this idea that uh, perfection is perfectionistic image, and even as Catholics, you know, uh, being Catholic doesn't mean being perfect on the outside. It means being perfect with God and your relationship with him on the inside so that you can be mm-hmm. who he created you to be. Right. I mean, exactly. So it doesn't mean that your kids are all so perfectly lined up at mass and never make a peep, you know, and yeah, uh, that kind of thing. So I'm completely on board with you there. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an, it's an amazing thing because, um, I think that people need to hear that more often because I think people get discouraged uh, because maybe their kids are acting up at mass or their, uh, or their teenagers don't want to go to mass. I mean, we go through that. We've been through that, you know, and, um, it's a struggle, but it's, it's also one of the things I, I try to encourage people is you just gotta be, as you said, and you gotta be real with it. You gotta be honest with yourself and honest with God. Like, you know, I'm struggling with this and you know, my kids are struggling. My kids are going to have the same questions that I had. And I have to recognize that because if I don't, then I sit on this, thrown above here above my kids and act like you know hey look at me i never went through what you're going through and and you need to do this right and that's not going to work because the reality is is my kids are going to turn out to be a lot like myself and my wife and that's just a fact that's how it happens right i i even sit like my dad okay like i just i do these things that I, I turn into my dad. i'm like that insurance commercial whatever it is i'm turning into my dad but but the point is, is we have to look back and say what did i go through so that when we look at our kids or even our spouse, right? Um, I had those same questions. So I need to be patient with them when they're asking these questions and I need to do whatever I can to journey along with them so that they can uh, find the answers just like I did. And I'm not going to find the answers the same way I did. It's just not, it's not the way of it because their brain doesn't work the same way I did. You know, mm. their, their brain works differently. Their heart works differently. God knows exactly where they are, what they need, when they need it, and how they need it. And I, we need to, as parents and spouses, we need to be open to that um, so that God can work on them without us getting in the way. Yeah. I guess that's the best way of saying it. Well, you know, and that's one of the hardest things too, isn't it? 
That's one of the yeah. hardest things to do because, man, you just want sometimes you want to shake people and you want to go, man, you, don't you just want this life that I have? Right. Right. Oh, I just want to shake you. Come on. Get a break out of it. You know, <laughs> uh, but, no, no. but no, we have You're, to let God do his work. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the image that you gave. And I and I don't even think this image is just for family life. But you said the, the image of the throne that I'm on this throne and, and I'm telling you what to do and that, you know. That's a good image for all of us because that's not uh, of God, really. Right. We are to be servants. We are not to be, hey, you need to uh, aspire to who I am as a human being. You know, yes, there are 10 commandments. Yes, there's the catechism of the Catholic Church and all the teachings of the church and Holy Scripture. And that's where our life lessons are. That's where the guidance is. We are not to be, as you said, this person up on the throne Right. saying, you know, do what I say or else, you know, it's uh, it's that relationship with God, because the more we humble ourselves, really, I mean, just as scripture says, you know, when we humble ourselves, that's when we are exalted by God through that relationship with him. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. So amazing. And I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this. I'm sure you have, like, uh, if you have children, um, you know, when you're in ministry, the devil is going to work on your children way harder uh, because, you know, what, what a, you know, what a prize for him if, if he can make you mess that up. Right. I, I don't know if that makes sense. Like I always tell people yes. like when oh, I'm yeah. before Christ um, and if I say to Jesus, oh, but I sung to all these people and I spoke to all these people, I'm so convinced he's just going to look at me and he's going to say, I gave you three. What did you do with them? Wife Amen. And, children, Amen. Right? and if I don't keep that in focus, then, then I'm in danger of getting in the way of what God wants to do. So, well, Amen. one of my new little sayings, and I don't know if maybe not completely per, theologically correct, but religion minus love equals nothing. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so I mean, I think, and I think you see that sometimes in our in our own lives that when we get too headstrong about our religion and making sure that you know we pound it into the pavement with everybody we meet, but there's no love. Right. It equals out to nothing. So um, I think that's what you're saying is, ex I think that's exactly kind of the, the yeah. message that you're, that you're also communicating. Yeah. Amen. 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 So again, as we're coming kind of toward the end of the show, I want to give those websites again for people who may be uh, hopping on this podcast as it's uh, in progress. It, again, it's single hearted.com. That's the one and bigheartharvest.com. Uh, John Paul, do you have any events or even online events that are coming up that you want people to know about? I know you already told us about the uh, the contest with uh, you gods uh, music. What is it? You gods music dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, right now events are slim pickings just because of a whole COVID situation. I mean, I we kind of pretty much lost all of our events up to September. Now I have a couple coming in that that we're trying to make up for people that uh, they got canceled at the last minute and now they're doing, but, but I do do quite a bit online. I, I, my, I don't know why it just seems to work out. Facebook seems to be my chosen pat platform. It seems where I have my biggest uh, uh, audience, I guess you'd say, you know, like I have a YouTube channel, but I don't know if anybody ever looks at it, <laughs> you know? so, but um, I would say, you know, keep an eye on Facebook because what I try to do sometimes is I throw little videos out, 
I try to keep them at maybe three to five minutes long, just little inspirational stuff, whether it's music or sometimes it's me working in the garden, just talking about, you know, sharing that uh, ministry with the garden and translating that into, uh, you know, and how, how, how that translates into our relationship with God, you know, so there's some things on there like that. We call them different things like shop wisdom or greenhouse wisdom or something like that. But, um, you know, so there's a, there's different things. Um, but, you know, if they keep an eye on our, our website, singlehearted.com, which um, there's a whole schedule on there. If you look past September, those should all still be good. Um, but let me just mention this really quick, just so people know that single hearted, where that comes from, because I don't want to think that they're going to a single site. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, the first Bible that I ever received, um, when I read it in the Gospel of Matthew, it said, blessed are the single hearted for they shall see God. Most versions say clean of heart or pure of heart. This version actually said single hearted. And to me, I read that and, and it just meant, listen, everything you are has to be focused on Christ, your whole heart, one focus, nothing else. And, and everything else you do has to blossom from that. So that's where that comes from. I need to make sure people understand that, uh, you know, so it was funny cause I just had a guy here working on our air conditioner and, uh, I told him the website and he's like, Oh yeah, I like that. And I think that he got the wrong idea. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I had to explain it to him and he went, Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now it's good that you mentioned that too. And I just think that your food ministry is absolutely amazing. Can you tell us which areas do you serve? Because I know uh, you're located in this kind of the southeastern Pennsylvania area. Right. Yeah. So we're um, between um, Philadelphia and Reading, Pennsylvania. So in that area. Um, and, and we just stick with those areas because what we try to do is we try to make sure that the food that we give is fresh, you know, like sometimes people bring us canned stuff to distribute and we do that, but we, our goal really is, is, is also to give people dignity in, in the respect that, you know what, you deserve more. Like, I want to give you more than just a can. I want to give you everything I've got. Like, so if I can give you fresh produce, that to me, I'm not, and, and I'm, please don't misunderstand me. I'm not knocking anything that anybody else does. I'm just saying if I could give more, that's how I want to give, you know, to give them my best to give them, you know, something that's healthy and something that's, you know, right out of the ground, you know, God gave it to us. So we're giving it to you. It's kind of how it is. Right. So, um, so beautiful so mostly in this area of Reading and, and, and Philadelphia area. So. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Uh, the idea of fresh produce, because, you know, that's where we can find good health. And I, I do believe that not to say, as you said, not knocking the canned foods or, or uh, non-perishables. But to me, I agree with you that that's where you'll find your vitamins, um, everything that you need for really better, much better health. So thank you for providing. Do the kids ever help? Do they help with the... Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Actually, I had, I got to tell you this really quick. I'm going to tell you. The other day, we were, I was out there planting corn and our rototiller broke. And uh, so I was out there, I'm tilling this field by hand. And uh, I know that sounds crazy, but there I was. And, uh, you know, it was such a blessing to me, speaking of my kids. Um, I'm out there, it's getting late in the day. We want to put like a thousand seeds in the ground. It's getting late. And uh, I'm just exhausted because I'm, I'm an early morning person. I get up at three or four o'clock and I get started and I don't go to sleep until like nine or 10 o'clock. So plus. Um, anyway, so I'm out there, I'm exhausted, I'm sweating. And the next day I turn around and I see my two kids come out with two shovels and, you know, and I was just so blessed by that because their dad, they're like, dad, we're going to, we're going to help. I'm like, 
really? Okay, cool. So we got it done and we got like a thousand seeds in the ground and you know, it was such a blessing to me. So yeah, my kids help. My wife is also a part of it. Like uh, a lot of times when people make donations, which, okay, shameless plug, which you can do on our website, bigheartharvest.com, but whatever, my wife will usually be the one to send out the personal thank yous. Like I thank people when they send like, um, like an email or something like that, but her handwriting is so much better. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she usually one usually does all those and and she loves she's an artist my wife is an artist so she actually paints these little uh oil paintings that she sends out with them too so it's it's cool so we're kind of in it all together um and for as much as everybody can be you know now my kids are getting older they're they're moving on and figuring out their own way in life so they do what they can do and and um and that's good for me you know any chance i have to have them helping out is, is a great thing you know so yeah. praise god Oh yeah, no. I, I admire your your stamina. You're getting up at three or four in the morning, staying up till nine o'clock at night, and and just you're doing it all for God. I know that. I I just from based on what you've told us and and your your personal story because you love God so much, and you are obeying His command to love others too. So I have, thank to, you. I have to be truthful too. Like I do get a little siesta in the middle of the day. I have to tell you that. So let's be clear on that. Like I love my naps too. <laughs> okay. Good. <laughs> I'm Good. thinking, how does he do it? Yeah. I get a little that. Good. I'm okay. glad you get that. But no, um, I really you. encourage listeners uh, to, to to support John's ministry. You know, he's the, the heart. Uh, it really is a big heart. Uh, he's got a big heart. He's got a single heart. Um, so, so really, uh, support his ministry. Um, you know, if you, you look, even if you're out in the middle of Wisconsin and can give him some, um, so, some money or wherever you are, uh, just support his mission because he's doing such amazing work. Um, and, and I, I really feel very strongly about that. So please, um, go ahead and, and just make, make a little donation or whatever you can do to support his ministry. Even bring him out, uh, when events reopen, uh, contact him to open up. Uh, an event for you or or uh, speak at your parish or or something like that too because he's he's just got an amazing heart and um you know we, we look forward to having you many times on this program john paul because you just have got a great great heart so thank you so much for um you know sharing everything and and make sure you go ahead and give us your websites and and everything again uh, because we really we really feel strongly about supporting you well, thank you, Bill. I appreciate it. I appreciate the opportunity. I really do. I mean, it's a blessing to me. But again, just singlehearted.com, single-hearted.com is the retreat and uh, music ministry. And then Big Heart Harvest is the farming ministry. And um, it's all one word, Big Heart Harvest. And, you know, when you're talking about donations to that, um, you know, we just tell people if they can give a little bit, that helps. You know, if you're in our area, if you're in our area, listen to this, other ways that people can help really quick besides money. Like we always take, uh, as long as they're clean, used egg cartons because we give away uh, hundreds of dozens of eggs a year. So, um, you know, the more that saves us on cost, that's great. And if people, if, if you're a gardener, we tell you, plant an extra row. And if you want to get it to us, you know, the extra produce, we'll, we know where to take it. So, um, you know, our address is on our website. You can do things that way too. So, just keep it in mind. And then people can also become monthly donors through PayPal on our website too. So there's different ways of helping out. And then, and, and lastly, I just tell people like, if you can't even do any of that, just bless somebody in your family. That's all. Call somebody you haven't called in years, whatever it is, bless somebody in the, in the smallest way. It doesn't matter. Just bless somebody. Awesome. Oh my gosh. So, so beautiful. Amen. I think everyone can do that last piece. If they yeah. do nothing else. 
Yes. John Paul, thank you. It's such a blessing. And you are a friend of Sewing Hope Podcast and of Bill and I. So I'd love to have you back. I'm sure Bill agrees. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and uh, and please, uh, we, we just uh, ask the listeners to support you at single-hearted.com, bigheartharvest.com. So thank you again, John Paul. God thank bless. You. Thank you, Ann. Thanks, Bill. God bless oh, you. Absolutely. Uh, well, folks, uh, brings us to a close of this episode of Sewing Hope, but... Uh, um, we're so glad you have tuned in and uh, been been listening to this episode. And uh, please uh, head over to our websites as well, patchworkheart.org and asantis.com. We have lots of stuff there uh, to continue listening to the Sewing Hope podcast and subscribe. Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, it always helps us at uh, youtube.com slash patchworkheartministry. Until next time, I'm Bill Snyder. Keep beating to your Catholic heart and sewing hope into broken hearts. Thanks for listening to this episode of Sewing Hope on Patchwork Heart Radio. For more information about this podcast and our ministries, visit our websites, patchworkheart.org and andesantis.com. You can also follow and interact with us on Twitter at PWH Ministry or andesantis2. Patchwork Heart Ministry and Fiat Ministry Network invite you to discover your mission. A brand new in-depth monthly video series featuring engaging Catholic speakers who will challenge you to live your life abundantly. For only $25 a month, you will receive a personal monthly mission, including three full-length inspirational talks that build upon a new theme each month. Sign up for the Discover Your Mission tier at patreon.com slash patchworkheartministry today.